Golf is a four-letter word. Ah, oh, fuck. This is the Water Hazard Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 10 of the Water Hazard Podcast. I am Gary Lay. With me, as always, Max Kleiner and PJ, or Jason Green, as we like, as we should start calling. We're all, we're all going to make a resolution to start calling PJ Jason Green. His name is Jason. Anyway, guys. It's Masters week. It's the best week of golf, uh, period. I mean, you can argue it, but I think everyone will kind of agree. It's the best week of golf. It's the Masters week. We do have one quick tournament. We have to talk about the Valero Texas Open. Jordan Spieth won. He's been trending. Congratulations, Jordan Spieth. You're 100% back. Max, anything about the Texas Open? Um, Nothing other than, yeah, obviously Jordan Spieth wins. He's been, like you said, he's been trending. Um. You know, I think really the only question you have now is, was it a week too early? Um, history, you know, has, has not been kind to winners the week right before the Masters. It's only happened a handful of times that they've, they've, they've won the week before and then gone on to win the Masters. Most recently, uh, Phil Mickelson in 2006. Um, but, you know, uh look he's been playing great it's the culmination of him being back and now he almost surges to the top of you know your favorite leaderboard uh going into the week and dj's still the 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 favorite but i mean i think anyone standing here right now is feeling they might if they had to choose they might be going speed yeah two guys going completely opposite directions and we can kind of like transition right over the masters in just one second but Jordan, uh, Dustin Johnson going and not playing his best golf, and then Jordan Spieth coming in clearly playing his best golf. It's interesting to see how those betting favorites will kind of work them way out. And so everyone pay attention to the lines on those two guys because it's going to be interesting. And before we move officially over to the Masters, let's have this a quick moment of silence for Ricky Fowler, who did not qualify for the 2021 Masters tournament. Thank you. No orange on Sunday, guys. He will be missed. Uh, tough. Tough man, how the mighty have have fallen. Although some would argue he was never particularly mighty. Well, I mean, uh, he I'm pretty sure he had a pretty sweet Ryder Cup moment. He did win a players at one point, too. So, like two years it, ago, he was in the top 10 in the world. Is anybody really is, is there anyone in the world that hates Ricky Fowler? I think I think no, I don't think anyone hates him. I think everyone's very frustrated. I think with- <laughs> I think the worst part about Ricky Fowler right now is that he's also like everywhere. Like he's on every single golf commercial, which is listen. Make your money. I don't care. He's your most mark, one of the most marketable players on tour. Make your money. <laughs> it's just I funny. know. It's like doing all these, doing all these commercials, and he's out there just missing cut and shooting eight. It's brutal. It's like Baker Mayfield. Oh well, no. hold on a second. Don't let's not. Well, it, it's similar. It's before this year. No. Before this year. Before this year. Stop it. Baker that. Mayfield is an elite NFL quarterback, and anyone who says wrong, anyone who's different is just blatantly wrong and doesn't watch football. Anyway, back, back to golf. Um, let's, let's kind of talk about everyone. Let's like, talk about this. What does the masters mean to you? Like, what's the, it's, it's obviously the best tournament. I, I don't think anyone really argued that, but like, what's, what is your two both favorite parts about the, uh, the masters tournament? We'll start with you, PJ. What's as the golf novice, what's your favorite part about the, yeah, masters? as the golf, I'll tell you this. You always know it, it's a great time of the year when you get that first masters commercial. And it's always like, when, when do you think the first one comes out early March? Like late February, oh, February, I would actually yeah. say yes. February and then them. April to me is the signal of just great sports, 
right? And the Masters mm-hmm. kind of just concludes that week. Listen, we just saw it with the MLB opening day, NCAA mm-hmm. final, and then you end the week with March Madness. It it it's it sounds so weird just to say, but it's just the perfect sports week that the Masters ends. And even as a fan that's not of golf, you respect that on Sunday, a great sports week ends, and it has a it, no matter how good the tournament or bad the tournament is, it's usually it's great. That's why the things are the way they are. But it just ends a perfect sports week, and that's what I love about it. That's it's also culminates well pretty said. well too, PJ, with like you're like right in the you're right in the race for the NHL and NBA playoffs too, which is you know the both those seasons are coming to a close. So you're not you're not wrong. This is one also of the better point. sports time of the years. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm always interested, PJ. So you know. I, I've obviously been a fan for a long time, so I always watch the Masters. But like my, you know, for my friends who are not golf fans, even even they will kind of tune in on on Sunday afternoon and, and see what's going on. It's it's sort of you know obviously that has a lot to do with Tiger, but I think it's transcended into you know like a lot of people watch the Kentucky Derby who don't care about horse racing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just one of these like I may not be a fan of the sport, but I but I respect the sort of, mm-hmm. you know, majesty of, 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 of it being such a, such a big tournament and a major and, and, and so historic that I'll, I'll watch on, on Sunday. I think one of the cool parts about the masters too, is simply just that it's, it's one of the few, I mean, a lot of tournaments are like this, but it's, it's a marquee course and it's played at the same place every year. It's a major. And then on top, I mean, like, there's just the moments, there's so many masters oh, moments. Yeah. I mean, there's literally a whole thing. Like, the, the Masters is like more or less a cultural event than just a golf tournament, I feel like. It's, I, I agree with that. It's really, it's really um, become that. And I think additionally, the viewing experience has become so phenomenal that right. it's, again, like I think it transcends golf in, in, in all of sports, you know, can you name a, a much better viewing experience than what the Masters has going on now? You could, you basically... They, so, they pretty much have every shot on t- on at this point. And yeah, and it's have... hard to compare anything to golf with that because you have yeah. so many different players. And so, I would say, in terms of perfecting a TV broadcast, the NFL's probably done it. Um, and then I'm pretty sure people usually rave pretty heavily about Wimbledon coverage. Okay, fair. That's fair. But I would assume that Masters every shot. And then, I mean, like, let's we can go back to the players. They did it with the players. It was fantastic. Sorry, it's not coming over. Um, yeah, they did it with the players. It was fantastic. If if you're you know a golf nut or you know if you're just sort of casually betting and you have some rooting interest in guys, I mean, there's it's you can't beat it. You could follow who you're interested in. And and by the way, going back to the telecast, they're pretty much commercial free mm-hmm. over the weekend, which which is incredible. And um, you know you have the the app is is awesome the website's awesome mm-hmm. um it's it's well it's look uh, it's one of the few sort of sporting events i would say where like augusta national has the control and they don't fuck around <laughs> you know what i mean like no they're like we will have two to three sponsors and that's it and you will have the advertising spots and they will be minimal and you'll probably pay a lot and you know but it's worth all the penny. all the money that we make is is put in is invested in making a super premium sporting event 
it's it, also really cool too because it is. I mean, obviously you you've been to the Masters. I well, you haven't been to the Masters, but you've been to Augusta for practice rounds, and we'll touch on that in a second. But the one cool thing that they've done with just Augusta National in general is keeping it like like inflation proof, I guess. Like I know, like you can win mm-hmm. the lottery, you can mm-hmm. get in, and you're getting in for relatively cheap. You can spend a lot of money to go to the Masters. We know you can do that. But once you get on the grounds, you don't have to spend a ton of money. You're not allowed to have your cell phone. It's legitimately like going back in time when you step on the grounds at Augusta to watch this tournament. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It, it really is. It's it's just from top to bottom. The, the second you walk onto the grounds, it's an unbelievable experience. And you're right. I mean, beers are uh, five dollars. Four dollars. I was. You I'm know. sorry. It was three dollars for a beer. Four dollars for an imported beer. Yeah, like the pimento and cheese is like two fifty. One fifty. One fifty. There you go. So you yeah. got all. You got all the updated pricing. <laughs> I was looking at the menu today. Also, where is anyone? Uh, let's ask this question. Where are we all sitting on the pimento cheese? I'm not a pimento and cheese guy, but hold on a second. Know. Let's let's watch yourself. It's called pimento cheese, not pimento and cheese. It's a, all right. It's a it's a it's a dish called pimento cheese. Dip or you can put it on white bread. Oh, PJ, it's a it. fantastic combination of cream cheese, mayo, cheese, and like peppers. It's delicious. And you I've put it on like Wonder it. Bread. I probably had it. I will be making some pimento cheese for this Sunday. That'll be that'll at least be had. Ooh, this, oh, all right. Uh, I'll look forward to that. Wonderful Sunday. Yeah. Um. Well, you just said you're not a pimento cheese guy, so like you can't have any. Yeah, but it's still fun. Okay. Okay. Also, also enjoy the. Fun. You're in for the tradition. I'm in for the tradition. Um, um but, go ahead but yeah, it's 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 just, um, it's amazing. The, the grounds are amazing. The whole atmosphere is amazing. Um, and I think also going back to your point about just the history of it, you have the lore of the champions dinner. Mm-hmm. You know the the, the mm-hmm. older, the the past champions who you know, probably, you know, who are either maybe on the champions tour or not playing at all. will will still like show up and play and they have, you know, every year. Like VJ these... sings in the field this year. Doesn't the champion yeah. before. So the previous winner, they, they set the meal, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like Dustin Johnson, like I pigs, I, yeah, you know. pigs in a blanket. I want to ask you guys, cause like about this and I wanted to bring this up, I tried to put it in the show notes, but I think one of the biggest traditions is I don't think it's any other tradition is the green jacket, how the previous winner or the year before winner puts it on the next winner. Correct. Yes. Right. How do, and also in all honesty, how do you feel about that? Like, um, do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's like the think? passing of the torch. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I'm good, but uh, it's a gentlemanly thing. PJ. I've never golf thought of it. I, 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 I guess it's a game. golf thing. Wasn't there that one year? Was it Spieth when he when he was about to win back to back or something? someone was about to win back to back? Yeah, and he blew oh. it. Like he no, blew it. No, it was Spieth. It was like Spieth. He, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like he blew it straight. And blew it. And the then he had to go on the ceremony and he had to put the jacket on. You know what I mean? I just feel like that's. <laughs> like, but I mean, like that's part of. The... Well, here's the thing: if if I'm Jordan Spieth, I'm not going to be that upset because I'm sitting behind, uh, who is it, Danny Willett, wearing a green jacket. So it's like, hey, I have one of these. I just blew it this year. Yeah, but I, I hear what you're saying, PJ. There's, there's, look, I will say there has been plenty of awkward moments in the Butler cabin interviews after, you know, the winner and, and the defending champion. I think they usually have the top amateur in there. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, 
I just my love for Bo Hostler started. I distinctly remember when Patrick Reed won, it was like like cringeworthy. <laughs> yeah. Welcome <laughs> to the new age. Um and you got Jim Nance in there and it's some cringe moment, cringeworthy moments in Butler Cabin. But at the end of the day, it just the, the tournament is just rich with tradition and like anywhere you look, there's stories and and you know, cool facts and 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 all that kind of stuff. And that, you know, obviously plays a large role in the overall kind of coolness and, and interest of the tournament. So playing off the tradition, because this, you know, the tournaments hold the same course every year, the holes have become famous. There's famous holes. There's Amen Corner. There's 15. There's 16. A great closing hole in 18 with the tight tee shot. What's everyone's kind of favorite hole at Augusta? PJ, I'm going to put you on the spot. Did you did you pick a favorite hole? Yeah, you're, uh, listen, yes, I'm a novice. This is where my expertise is thinning out. Sure. Here's what we'll do. Right. We're obviously okay. going to talk about the Masters next week. Correct. Yeah. And that happens. <laughs> I'm going to declare my favorite hole uh, next week. Okay, okay. So you're going to, okay. That's actually not a bad move. You know you're going to abstain that's from totally this fair. Week. Yeah. I'm going to cool. watch. I'm going to do diligently watch hole per hole and decide. I'm going to decide on the first round too. I'm not going to wait till round four. No. See, I think that's crazy. I think you got to give yeah. it Thursday and Friday. Okay. Got, two days. Two days. No, 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 PJ. PJ, let, take the week. Yeah. Okay. You know what, PJ? You don't have to talk again until next Tuesday at 8.15. So, Take the week, the, the the course. It's all about the weekend. That's when these holes. Yeah, that's, that's where when all they show the, out. That's where all the crazy shit goes down, and that's when the holes really start to present themselves. All right, all right. I'm gonna I'm so, gonna go. I'm gonna go with top three too. I'm gonna make yeah. I'm gonna make it better. I'll okay. go top, I'll go yeah, top PJ. Three. PJ never follows the rule of having one thing. He always has multiple of that one thing I ask for. So, I'll I'm but I'm gonna follow PJ's lead because I'm pretty sure it's uh yeah twelve is unreal. Mm-hmm. Everyone understands that. 15 is by far my favorite hole. It's the par five over water going in. I mean, you could either go for it, but there's that tree in the way. Also, people don't know this, but Max would because he's been there. Very hilly on 15. Oh, lots of hills going on. The the course is so hilly, you can't believe it. It's, it's, let me tell you something. It doesn't show as much on TV. It just is. Yeah. If you, if you're a master's observer just through television, and let's say like you just watch it and like you don't really take in a lot of the internet content around it, you would never know. It no. doesn't. It looks flat on television. You would never know from TV. Uh, my mind was blown when someone was like, "Oh no, the elevation's absurd." But yeah, fifteen and sixteen are my two favorite holes. Fifteen be by far and gone the best one. I feel like it's the most strategic hole on the course. There's a lot of risk involved, but if you take the risk and it pays off, like you're, that's where fifteen is a lot of places where can, uh, where your master's moment can happen. So Sergio really won, uh, you know, when he won 15 was where he made Eagle. And I think he caught Rose at that point. And that mm-hmm. was a game changing hole for him. And that was, that was incredible, incredible tell. I think he hit driver eight iron and, and he hit the stick and then made like a 12 footer. And then I'm almost awesome. positive. He goes on to do really well on 16. I think he birdies 16 after. No. I mean, listen, I'll tell no. you exactly what happened. Yeah. You go ahead. <laughs> He he sticks it. Rose sticks it. Rose makes Sergio misses, missed like a four foot putt, and then you were everybody was like, "Oh, there's there's Sergio." Um, and I think I want to say Rose bogeyed seventeen or something, and they 
they both made par or whatever on 18 and Sergio ends up winning in a playoff, but 15 was, was basically, and actually to, to transition, um, I love 15. I love 16 just, but for the sake of differentiation, I'll go 13, um, as my favorite hole. Yeah. I mean, 13 Azalea. Azalea is a great hole. And to, to stick with the, the Sergio, um, example, he hits his tee shot left in the hazard Rose hits it in the fairway. And I think Sergio like has to chip out. He's making a mess of the hole. Rose is sitting pretty. And you're like, okay, this is it. This is where this is at the end of the line. Sergio ends up scrambling, making an unbelievable par. And I think Rose either hits the green in two and three putts or just misses the green. It doesn't get up. And they both make par on 13. And I, that's also where the, the momentum really, really swung. So like, you know, it, that back nine is just unbelievable. Yes. And so, yeah, so 13 is also a par five. I was wrong. With this. I thought we were talking about this next one, which would be, I'm going to go back to 12. So no, it's 13's green though, right? 13's green is the one that has all the bunkers in the back with the. Uh... Yeah. Ray's Creek runs in front of it. It's, it's a big dog like left. Right. And it's interesting because I want to I want to kick it back to twelve for a second because I feel like this hole becomes comparable to the Island Green. Um, if you look at the hole, mm-hmm. like if you just look at the yardage, it doesn't look like it is. It's like it's not overly terrifying. But then you really look at I'm looking at the green book of it right now, right? So you have water all in front of us. It's a parallel bunker to the water, so it's thin. You don't have a lot of room to yes, work with, and everything exactly. is ill behind it. And then right in front of the green. And I'm talking like a slippery green. You have a massive bunker. So it is, I mean, this is a brutal tee shot into it. It is. And I think you, you nailed it in saying that from back to front, the green is not very big. Your yardage has no. to be on point. And it's only 155 yards, Max. But you, if you don't hit the ball solid and it kind of hangs up there, that's when you start to see these balls fall short and right of the water. I mean, uh, this is again, this is the beauty that you could go back every hole. You could go back to a tournament and, and, and find an example where a tournament was won or lost and, and tiger woods in 2019. Okay. Is, is if you guys remember, was right there. Poulter puts it in the water on 12 mm-hmm. Brooks puts it in the water on 12 Molinari puts it in the water on 12 Finau is around. I think he puts it in the water on 12 tiger puts it on the green. You know, that's, that's, that's the tournament. I don't know if Molinari has been right since then. No. And it's, you know, like this, it's even if you're going to play out of that front bunker, I mean, if you're playing the front bunker, depending on the the front bunker is actually not the end of the world, but no, but like you, 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 you can't miss it. Your shot because you're going right right into bunker long is basically dead. Long well, yeah, no because good. you're in the woods. Like you're literally in the azalea bushes at that yeah. point. Long is dead. You just, look, you have to hit it the right yardage and you have to hit it solid. And it doesn't matter that the yardage is, you know, it's easier, I guess, because it's shorter. But like, if you don't, there's a lot of trouble. And I think the 12th hole actually speaks to the beauty of the sport of what golf really is. It's 155 yards. It's pretty straightforward. And the best in the world struggle with it every year. I think that's I think that's just yep. a great description of what golf really is. It's like it's pretty straightforward, but there's just a ton and ton and ton of risks with every and shot. So not everything has to be a million yards long for it to be challenging. No, and that one hundred. I'm telling you right now, 
everyone always say when you when you're learning to play golf, I feel like everyone's like, hey, you just need to learn your 150 and in club and like really hone it in. That's your 150 and in club. It means 155. These guys are, I mean, these guys are probably just hitting wedge at this point, and you know, it's just yes. these guys struggle with it. It's it's hilarious every year um, that we had to do this. Let's go over some. Let's actually hold on. Let's talk about the field here because we let's get into some of the players here. Yep. Brooks Kepka. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Brooks Kepka is going to play. He's just had knee surgery. He can't bend over, but it sounds like hitting the ball is okay. Max, what's kind of your Brooks Kepka takeaway here? So what I'm going off of is just sort of like chatter you hear from people talking to people on the range and, and what have you. And what the last thing I heard was basically Kepka can hit the ball fine, but walking is going to be a challenge. And this goes back to the early point. This is not an easy. This is not an easy walk. Um, a lot of hills. And you know, there was a, there's a tweet with a picture of him sort of not being able to bend down to get his ball out of the hole. So yeah, it looks like a big guy. You can't bend over. It's the most relatable know. thing I've ever seen. Um, but I, if there's one thing about Brooks, that guy loves. Like, if you if there's any bit of like adversity or anyone saying like he can't win or he he can't do this, like he gets after it. So like, you kind of have to, it's almost like beware the injured, you know, whatever the hell the saying is, but it's a little bit scary. Like he's just there wounded duck a little bit. (laughs) Does he like come out firing? Yeah. Well, he's one of those guys back against the ball. He's just kind of like, he he strikes back. He's, he's never met a moment that was too big for him. I don't think. No. No, no, no. So he's a plus he kinda... 3,000 to win off knee surgery. Hasn't played in a month. Like, I don't know someone in their right mind that would take that. You know what I mean? Like, like Brooks think... Kepka would probably take it. I'll tell I you, know there's, he people who like, there's people who are going to take it just because the number is high. And they're like. And to part, be part of that moment. Be like, what, oh, I bet on you, Brooks. What do you think is a, a good, I don't want to say effort. That's not really the right word. A good run for him, like making the cut. Like, I think if he made the cut, I would be insanely impressed. It's hard to say because, like, I, I don't know. Like, if he misses know, the cut, I'd be more impressed. You know what I, just, I mean? Like, I think he's I too know. good. I think he's too good. I, you know, I mean, the injury could be a thing, but like, I, I don't know. If he can hit the ball, then he can hit the ball. Like, I, I would assume like a good performance from him would, be, like, if he, like, was competitive or like top 10 or top 20, I feel like you'd walk out of it and be like, well, you know, last week I'm not even, I definitely didn't think he was playing. And now he's sort of in the top 20 after knee surgery. Like, I feel like that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be an interesting storyline there. Now let's try We talked, we touched on this at the top of the pod, Jordan Spieth. Did he mm-hmm. win too early? I mean, he's obviously been trending. If you go all the way back to Pebble in the pro am, he's been trending. He's been very open about him trying to basically rebuild his game. Still not overly great off the tee, but he just, I mean, this guy just grinds out to be able to score on holes. Max, what do you think Jordan Spieth's potential is this week? Oh, I mean, his, his potential is, you know, his ceiling is, is, is a win. I'll sort of throw some stats at you. Um, Over the last 20 rounds, his, his, over his last 20 rounds, he's, Ranked uh, sixth in strokes gained approach, um, actually 60th off the tee, 
45th around the green, 21st putting, fifth total, ninth strokes gained tee to green. So like the numbers are backing up what we've been seeing. And, you know, for, from a statistic standpoint, Augusta is a second shot golf course. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not that difficult of a driving golf course. It's really about your iron play and, and your short game from, from there in. Um, and his iron play has been fantastic. You know, if he gets hot with the putter, he's ridiculous. Um, and, and certainly the confidence is there. Maybe most importantly, right. Is his, his confidence has to be as high as it has been in the last couple of years. Um, I think he has a very good chance at winning. Um, well, he like, there's in my mind, there's no way he's not competitive. Like he's, he's there on Sunday. That's basically a lock for me. It's yeah. But is he there? Is he there on Sunday with the opportunity to win? Like you think that's okay. So you think he's in the last three groups out. I would be shocked if he wasn't. Yeah. Okay. So let's transition over to last year's winner or, you know, last fall's winner. We wait. I mean, listen, we didn't have to wait that long to get back to um, Augusta because we just had it in what was it? November. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So it was, you know, just Dustin Johnson wins and he's playing not playing well. Uh, He wanted the bone saw, I believe in Saudi, but outside of that, he has no wins this year. Max, what do you kind of expect from Dustin this week? Our defending champion. I think he's going to be fine. I, 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 his all of his like ball striking stats and everything is like fine. He's just been putting terribly. Um, uh, he's like, I don't know. He's he'll be fine. I, I find that actually sometimes he's a little bit better when he comes in under the radar. Um, kind of tend to agree with you on that. You know what I mean? Like I, I actually, not that he, it's a, it's a rare. I will put it this way. I think when he, when he won the masters, I feel like he was a little bit under the radar because he was, he was coming off. Or no, maybe. No, never mind. Scratch that. That's not correct. He was he he was he was coming in hot. But like, I feel like in in previous sort of tournaments, whenever he's kind of off or under the radar, is when he feels most dangerous. So like, I'll give you an example. He was he was um he was hot coming into the U S open last year in the fall. That's what it was. He was red hot coming into the U S yeah. open. And he, I mean, because he's Dustin Johnson, he ended up finishing like top 10, but <laughs> he, 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 he backdoored it. He kind of shot himself out of it in the beginning. And then I think, I don't know. There's something about like, when you're the top, you're the favorite, when you're like the top player in the world, when you can figure out a way to be like, somewhat under the radar like right now speed is is the guy that everyone's talking about not dustin johnson i i, I right. think that helps i think it helps but i th- i also think we talked about the tradition when you come in as a defending champion it puts a little bit more pressure on you because you're also kind of a little bit of a hero until thursday morning you know you're hosting a dinner you're doing all this press mm-hmm. you're probably talking about how you're going to defend I mean, there's there's pressure on a, a def, uh, on a back-to-back winner. I know no Tiger doubt. did it. In, Tiger did it a while ago, but you know, winning the Masters is a life-changing event, and obviously, you know, he he has to deal with that. And it hasn't been that long, Max. It hasn't. And he's this is this is where it's going to get a little bit more technical golf. He's playing a completely different course this week than he played in November. 
This course is going to play faster. Yep. Yeah. 180 degree difference of what he played in November. It's going to be a lot faster. November, very slow. I mean, he scored 20 under. And I think Tiger before that, PJ, you had it in your notes. I don't have it. Maybe it was like 13 under or something like that. I mean, that's a seven stroke difference between the two seasons. So like that's, you know, that this is why I'm a little bit afraid to stick with Dustin Johnson this week. It was uh, real quick. Sorry. It's a different course. Mm -hmm. Tiger won minus 13, 2019. Dustin Johnson, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, minus 20. So seven stroke difference, yes. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's I think it's going to be interesting to see him have to play this at the traditional and, time of the year when it's going to be faster and firmer. And not for nothing. I mean, you saw when he won. I mean, as with anyone else, that was the most emotional I think anyone's ever seen DJ after he won. Yeah. And I, I think I saw a comment. He, he was back at Augusta a couple of weeks ago and he was just saying how it was like you know like kind of crazy coming back as like a champ now and you you just it's hard to know exactly how that affects people and I think it look not for nothing people don't defend major championships that often it's just not a thing that happens no matter how good you are it's just a very difficult thing to do Mm -hmm. but as we all know when he it, it doesn't take much for him if he gets hot or if he gets going with the putter he could be off to the races and that's the end of it <laughs> yeah it's completely true. i mean the, he's one of those guys where if his game's on he's he's close to unbeatable um i did want to talk about one more guy who famously said his you know his par is 65 at this course bryson DeChambeau. i mean what do we expect from bryson because i feel like we've kind of been let down every time we see him show up at augusta i don't know i mean you just said it pretty well max this is this a second shot golf course I feel like this is the one course that's not Bryson proof, but the system hasn't fully worked for him here yet. It's interesting. He he didn't play. He didn't do great in the fall. Um, I, I you know I don't know. It's it's I'm of the opinion that you know more distance is always an advantage no matter the course. Um, but uh, it's it's. It's certainly not it, – it's a factor on some holes, right? There's some long par fours um, that it's that it's easily an advantage. You know, the second hole, if he gets one going down, he'll have a much shorter club into two than most guys. Eight, it's a big advantage going back up the hill. Um, the par threes, right? Six is an advantage. Four is a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. 12, probably not as much an advantage, neither is 16. I mean, uh, yeah, 15, you would think, has an advantage to him if he can get out there far off the tee, which we all know that's an eagle hole. So he has an advantage. He's it's for me, if he plays well, Mm -hmm. then he he should very much be there. If he if he gets a little crazy, I mean, it's also the course where you you can there's out of bounds, you can lose balls, you know, you hit it sideways at on a couple of holes now you're looking at doubles and, and triples and there's big numbers out there so yeah also famous at, at famous at augusta not a ton of water but very well placed water so you know it'll be interesting to see how he kind of attacks this this course again he i think he's going to be one of the better storylines this week pj what kind of tidbits you got from the uh augusta national golf course all right let's and the Masters the, Tournament. I'd say here's the time where I try to prove everyone that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, the Masters field this year is 89 players in the top 50, with ties included, will make the cut. Um, it's everyone's favorite par 72. And it's, okay. set, 
and it's, it's 7,435 yards, which I was reading is apparently long. Very long. Very long. It's a nice um, size. We were talking about the past winners. A lot of them are in the field this year. Um, mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson was last year minus 20. Obviously, Tiger won't be in it. Patrick Reed, Sergio Garcia, Jordan Spieth. And Bubba Watson's won it twice for the last mm-hmm. um, eight years. And Adam Scott. Is Danny Willett in the field? Does anyone have a mm-hmm. Danny Willett field? Okay, so Danny Willett is also in the field. Uh, I found this stat interesting. I don't know if this is a lot or a little. It has 41 bunkers and six water hazards. Is that a lot? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's you know what you just dumped you just stumped the expert in Max. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, and then it claims this is, and I think we talked about this. These are very hilly and fast putting services that the players will encounter all year. So I mean, every stroke is key, especially you can't really three put that often. So for 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 overall course history, Dustin Johnson, Roy McIlroy, Jordan Speed, John Rahm, and Rose Justin Rose have the most total strokes gained of any players in the field over the past five years. The least amount of strokes gained of the non-olds, as this thing says, is Tyrell Hatton, Zach Johnson, Gary Woodland, Mackenzie Hughes, and Matt Wallace. They've lost the most strokes. Now, a little trend coming into the tournament is nine straight Masters champions have at least had have at least had two top 15 finishes in their three tournaments leading mm-hmm. up to this event. So based on that criteria, the winner will either be John Rahm, Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Brooks Kepka, Sergio Garcia, Brian Harmon, and there's a lot of other people on this list. But and like other names like Matthew Fitzpatrick, Corey Connors, Jason Victor Carac, Perez, who yep, just Victor did well Perez. in the match play. Mm-hmm. Paul Casey, so, Fleetwood. Um, the last player to place yeah. outside the top 35 in his final pre-masters tune-up was Shell Houston Open. So obviously you could have good you want to be playing well going into this tourney, but we mm-hmm. didn't mention about Jordan Spieth. If the winner before has only won four times. Now here's the real stat. Phil being the last stats. one. Here's well, the hold real... on. Yeah, go ahead. One, one second, PJ. So that was Angel Cabrera, right? Who was the last player to place outside yes. the top 35. Mm-hmm. Don't get in, me started on the In Angel 2009. In two, so a long time yep. ago. Yep. Um, the real stat upon all stats, and we were chuckling about this earlier. Oh, yeah. The last nine green jacket winners boast a name first and last together that they're regular called no longer than 13 letters. That's the magic number. Charles Schwartzel was the last exception in 2011 and six of those nine have had 11 or 12 letters. So using these two trends, these are your, this is going to be your pool of winners, either Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Jason Kokrak, Victor Perez, Brian Harmon, or Corey Connors. So it seems like my guy, Jordan Spieth, is winning this. That's all of, I'm hearing. A lot of signals pointing to Jordan Spieth. Okay. <laughs> I mean, numbers, there used to be a show on ESPN called Numbers Never Lie. So, yeah. There you go. his Look. and hers, and now they're both not there. Yep. That's that's just the, the data right there. That's just good data. Um, before we get into the uh, three man scramble, because it's going to take a little while, remember it's a major tournament. So we're going to be selecting five each. We're not going to give you players we like because I don't want anyone having to tip off um, who we like, who we don't like. But Max, I wanted to ask you this question, and it was I thought this was a really interesting comment today by Rory McIlroy about mm-hmm. circling masters, circling majors on the calendar. Yeah. And he says, hey, you know, he's like, I think it's probably the best way to go circling. And he calls it. He tells a cool story. He's like, hey, I went to go visit Tiger. And he's like, uh, you know, I'm looking at the I go into his family room and he has a trophy cabinet with all his 15 major trophies. And he goes, oh, these are really cool. Where are all the other ones? And Tiger's response is, I don't know. 
I go, <laughs> he goes, I go, what? He says, yeah, my mom has some and a few in the office, a few in the office and a few are wherever. So I think it's very funny that a, a player of Tigers caliber is literally like, hey, I'm, I'm here to play four tournaments and the rest, the rest is all gravy. Where do you kind of sit on these guys circling majors? So I have, look, I think it's cool and I get it and it makes sense. I actually find it a little bit kind of like, I, I don't know. It's weird to be like all the other tournaments don't matter, which I actually don't think is what anyone, like no one would ever say that. And I don't think anyone would mean that, but it kind of comes off a little bit like snobby in a way. If, so if let me, sense. I would say, no, I get I'm, it. I get I'm it. I'm assuming where Tiger's coming from in this whole thing is he has been so successful in almost every tournament he's played in that he's obviously a lot more interested in winning majors than he is winning the Valero Texas Open. Well, yeah, I mean, look. but Or the Zurich New England or, like, all these nonsense things that we're talking there's about. There's a reason like, he has 82, 82 career wins or, or whatever the number is. I mean, he – Right. I, well, I think also Rory's point was that it makes all the other tournaments easier in a way because he's like – all the other tournaments are basically like practice tournaments. So I'm just sort of like pressures off freewheeling it. I, I sort of only care about the majors and that kind of, I think opens you up to win more of those tournaments than maybe you would normally. Now on the flip side, just putting that much pressure on these four tournaments every year, a great thing. I don't know. <laughs> it's the question that begs to be answered. So unless um, anyone has anything they really want to talk about before we get into the three-man scramble, speak now. Five-man um, scramble this week. Well, it's yeah. the five-man scramble, but, the I mean, PJ, I like where your head's at, but it's three men who play in it, so. Also Should true. we uh, – all right, so why don't we go over, why don't we go over results? Yeah, so – And then we'll get let's into talk, it. Let's talk results and standings. We have a little bit of a we – we have to settle some business here. Um, so Max, let's first, let's first give the update on the standings and what happened last week. All right. So last week was, I guess, controversial cause I went three LPGA picks. Um, so I, I actually had from an ROI perspective, the best week with Nelly Korda and Young Kim, um, top tending for me at the ANA inspiration. Sure. Yeah. Um, however, PJ also had a very good week um, with Jordan Spieth. Um, you know, Jordan Spieth obviously won. PJ had him for a top 10. And then he had Corey Connors um, for a top 20, which he hit on. Um, and, and I think, unfortunately, uh. Gary's insane super system bets. Um, what's funny is the more ridiculous ones, like the Tony Finau negative 560 <laughs> and, and Scotty Scheffler negative four some, 400 and something didn't hit and an Abe answer. Yeah. At uh, I think was it negative two minus two twenty five, um, bailed you out a little bit, but but kind let of me, a tough bit of a slog me, for Gary here lately. Yeah. Let me just quote the late well not the late great, but let me just quote the Tampa Bay Lightning. We don't have any for we don't have any words, and we know we don't want you don't want to hear them. We understand your anger, your frustration, your sadness, everything you're feeling. We get it. This isn't the ending we imagined and certainly not the one we wanted. Thank you for being there the entire way. I promise to be better this week, boys. So with that, that beautiful, um, beautiful little proverb, um, 
the I'll, I'll sort of take us through the overall standings. I am now uh, in the positive at a seven percent ROI. Gary is now negative seven percent. Oh boy! And PJF through the good week is climbing back up. He's at negative twenty percent, uh, which is up from like negative thirty percent, which was your low. So obviously, obviously the people can't see us. I'm chipping. That's what I'm doing. I'm chipping, chipping away. Yeah. Well, we also away. set we also set a goal for that one person on this podcast had to be positive going into the Masters week, so we did achieve that. So there you shouts go. out to everybody on the podcast. Everyone with a small hand, round of applause on that. Oh yeah. Um, so Max did touch on this controversy of who gets the first pick this weekend. It's funny because it's a it's it's motivated by PJ having FOMO of Jordan Spieth, but <laughs> the exact <laughs> reason. Let me just take you through this. Like the the tweets are, I mean, not the tweets. The texts are hilarious. And PJ just goes, "I'm not gonna lie. I think I should go first in three man scramble because I actually did win the Miller Open." And Max just gives him. Hmm. I was like, "Who? I love the debate." <laughs> and Jason goes, "I need speed on my team. I can't let Max get my guy because some P- LPGA event." Max goes said, and he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna concede this and just give you a freebie." <laughs> PJ's responses. The Green family legacy was not built on freebies. <laughs> so eventually it goes like, hey, listen, I'll let PJ goes, I'll let you go first, but you can't take speed. Max, great response of, well, what's the difference? So PJ, I was originally going to let you pick first until you threw out that ridiculous rule. No, like, the well, difference is. You- no, there's no difference. You're like, you can go first, but you can't take the guy that most likely should be drafted it's like, it's first. Like, it's like going back and forth with like a little kid. No, but like the difference <laughs> is like Max, Max later on could take someone that I wanted. That he could potentially take someone else that I wanted to because <laughs> he's before me. But there's one. So it's, dude, this is like a, a mid 2000s fantasy football draft. So like, listen, man, I'm going to give you the first pick, <laughs> but you can't take Adrian Peterson. Can't yeah, do okay, it. Okay. It's like, well, why would I want that? You know what, PJ? No. PJ's not picking first. He's picking second. Max, you're picking first. And whatever wow. you decide to pick, you know, PJ, ha- that's between PJ and God. <laughs> Wow. So, Go ahead, Max. Without further ado, Max is officially on the clock. Judge Gary with the ruling. Yeah, I mean, it was just a ridiculous response. But like, as long as you don't take speed, it's like, <laughs> hold on. Yeah, it's like, this is an empty offer. Oh, I think you had it until you said that. Now Gary's did. pissed. Be- well, it's not that I'm pissed because I think Max is, is, is equally to blame for just deciding to go with a different tour completely. But that's neither here nor there. All right. Well, here's the reality. Unfortunately, Spieth's numbers aren't as good as as they would have been had he not won. I think. So we're saying PJ made a stink for no reason. PJ might have made a stink for no reason. No, uh, look, I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta take. I gotta take Spieth off the table here. Oh well, I mean, you have to at this point. So I'm gonna take because... Spieth for a uh, for a top five at plus Ooh. plus two seventy five. It's a lot higher than I thought you would take him at. I thought you would just like really piss him off. Be like, take Spieth top 40 just to piss BJ off. No, 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 no. I gotta, I gotta, if I'm gonna take your man, I gotta at least, yeah, you know, least, well, put a man's pick out there. I, I probably would have been a little bit more vindictive. All right, PJ, all right, all that right. <laughs> puts you on the clock. All right, my first bet is um, I'm gonna go a little uh, interesting one. I'm going okay. Rory McElroy to miss the cut. At plus Ooh. 450. 
Um, I don't huh. let I, I don't it's get good value. I, 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 I saw the line and like I hope someone double checks me to make sure I'm right. I, I double checked it to make sure I was right. But I saw the line. I was like, listen, Roy's not in good form. He just changed his swing coach. Um, you know, he, he hasn't played well. He didn't play well at the Dell match play. He didn't play well at Sawgrass before. I I just wouldn't. I'm not saying he's going to. I hope he misses the cut, obviously. But plus 450 to me was too good to pass up. You know what I mean? And I think, I mean, I think it sounded like you guys like thought that maybe that also the value was too high or too low, whatever you put that in. So I think Roy. No, McElroy, I think Roy's going to have a pretty good. I think Roy's probably going to have a good showing this week. So, I, I'm not willing to say he's going to miss the cut here. Yeah, that's my bold I mean, prediction. if he misses the cut, if he misses the cut here, he's getting close to Ricky Fowler territory. Being like, what are we doing? I think here's what I think. I think he's going to I'm I'm actually going to say he's coming in under the super under the radar for the first time in probably years. And, you know, with these guys, it, sometimes it's a long drawn out process with new coaches and swing stuff. Sometimes it's very quick and you just need someone to sort of like fix a little thing, tweak this, whatever. And it doesn't always take much. And he's look, I know he hasn't won here, but he has historically played good here. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to, uh, you know, I don't think he's going to win. He may not, he may not be in contention on Sunday. I would not surprise me to fall if he has like a, just a solid top 20 um, showing that, you know, feels a little bit better coming off the miscut. You're kind I'm of glad maybe you, feeling. I'm glad you brought up that beautiful number because I, I can't believe the two golfers I'm about to take got to me. I thought you guys would automatically take the dirt dog off the board. Be like, I'm not letting this guy get the dirt dog. Well, I couldn't let speed that stay on right, the Well, board. that's the thing. I mean, PJ maybe should have paid attention to trends, but I'll take the dirt dog top 20 plus 138. Yeah, sure. I have it on my list. Yeah. I mean, it's impossible not to take Cam Smith. The guy is an absolute animal. And then let me tell you something. I don't have a lot of insight out inside on that one because he's the dirt dog and he's the king of the he's the king of the dirt. But from 2000, let's let's talk a little Justin Thomas here, guys. Yep. Yeah. Give it to us, Gary. 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. Last five years, tied 39th, tied 22nd, tied 17th, tied 12th, tied and then fourth. Mm-hmm. I'm sensing a little bit of a trend here, guys. So, listen. I need to find my way back into the into the good graces of the world, but I'm we'll be taking Justin Thomas to be top twenty minus two hundred. Look, um, I'll, I'll add on on to 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 that point and saying, look, this is an iron a second shot iron players course, and he, as we've discussed, he is one of the premier, if not the best, iron player in the game. So, there you go. Yes, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I am thrilled that those two guys got to me. I didn't think it was going to be possible, and it is. I want to thank, I want to thank God for that. And I'm going to kick it back to you guys. All right, I think I'm up. So my second pick is uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Good pick. Top 30 minus 112. He only has one top 10 finish to his credit, but he hasn't missed the cut in the last, I believe, five years that I read. So he's always going to be in contention. Um, I like this spot for him. He's a very solid golfer. He's not a very solid play. Um, he's kind of, I, just like you said, he's kind of trending in the right direction. And every year you get to play at Augusta, the more familiar you get. And as a good golfer, I feel like he's going to have a better run this year. So I think top 30 is easily in his vicinity. 
And I like the odds. So Matthew Fitz, Matthew Fitzpatrick, top 30, minus 112. Hi. So I really want to take Sergio for a top 10. Uh-oh. At plus 450. What's up? He Sergio's is the worst. The worst. Whack-ass pants. <laughs> I really want to take Sergio for a top 10 at plus 450. I just, I love that number. But I'm also staring at a nationality prop of low <laughs> Spaniards of basically John Rahm at minus 250 and Sergio at plus 200. So, and Jose Maria Olathabal at plus 3,500 is probably a non-factor. John Rahm, dad strength. So all Sergio has to do is beat John Rahm for plus 200. Okay. I mean, it's it's not the better value, but it's probably the better bet. And he, oh man, you know what? Fuck it. Sergio top 10 plus 450. I'm glad you did it because if you if you took that nationality prop, I was gonna come right back and just take Rom and be like, we're going head to head, baby. No, I didn't the, the 450 is just too good. Sergio's playing terrific. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll fuck me, but whatever. Yeah, it happens. I right, got one more. Oh, got it back to me. Okay. Yeah. Um okay. I am going to take Paul Casey. Top 20 plus 100. Is there a reason why you just, you just, you're, you're a big Paul Casey guy in general. I feel like he's so he is again, just going back to, to the stats. I mean, he over the last 20 rounds ranked fourth in total strokes gained. Um, he's just been playing really solid, really solid golf. I, I, he has a pretty good history at, at Augusta, he always seems to play well. Um, and right. I, you can't pick him to win, but you know, in terms of just solid performances, and that's why I went with the top 20. Um, you know, he 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 sort of looks pretty good to me. And, and, and just in terms of like form, I mean, I'll, I'll read you his um last six starts. Um, going back to the Omega Dubai Desert Classic, which he won. So he finished first there, T12, T5, T10, T5, and then T28 in the match play. So he's coming in in great form. Um, and I, he, you know, I, I like it. So there you go, top 20. I, I like that one. So that means PJ puts himself back on the clock. All right, my next pick is, uh, this is actually a pick that I'm now I have to take because Jordan Speed was taken away. Um, I have Corey Connors as I'm going mm-hmm. nationality, by the way. Okay. I got Corey Connors as the top Canadian at minus 167. Um, as I'm scrambling, because once again, Jordan Speed was taken away from me. Um, <laughs> I noticed that the second person in his odds was uh Mackenzie Hughes. And if you remember my little tidbits, Mackenzie Hughes is in the bottom five in strokes gained over the course of the last five years. So clearly his biggest competition has not played well. And I had Corey Connors last week and I had him in the top 20. I think he finished 17th, right? Or he was in the top 20 to 10 range. So he had a good showing. So I, I think I'm getting pretty good value here if my next best guy is one of the poorest performers at this course. So I like I like my answer. I uh, cannot believe some of these guys that are falling to me. I, I didn't think half these names would be here. So I'll, I'll throw my nationality out there. I've been wanting to do it. It's time for me to break it out. Top Asian player, Sun J M plus 138. Oh, there he is. Yeah. yeah. There it is. 
Yeah, I mean, it was time for me to do it. I knew how to pronounce the name this time. So I'm just going to take Sunjay. And I and I feel like he probably wasn't going to get back to me if I didn't take him now because I know Max kind of loves himself some Sunjay M. Now, here's going to be a little bit of oh an interesting God. one. A top 30 for Will Zalatoris. Oh, yeah. All right. There you go. Okay. So here we go. Well, there's some there's some, some pretty good things here. He's played consistently mm-hmm. well all season with a top five, with, with, with uh, five top tens. And 10 top 25s. I hope I'm reading the right year. I don't think I'm reading the right year. Yep, nope, I'm good. I'm good. But he's fifth in strokes gained approach, which is a great indicator for national for Augusta national success. Mm-hmm. He's a little off the radar. Listen, a lot of people are liking this guy at top 10. A lot of value here at top 10. I'm just going to be safe and take a top 30. It's not time for me to do anything crazy. I just need to get back positive. So Wills Torres top 30, minus 136. Okay. I like it. He's, been, play, he's been playing great. He's he's, yeah. a, he's a stud with the irons. Now I desperately need to find a fifth bet though, Listen, but I'm not up. So go ahead guys. I'm I was, I told you guys, I went a little different this time. I'm done with the players. I'm not stealing any more players. My next bet is no hole in one. The entire tourney <laughs> plus one fifteen. I mean, if a hole in one happens, a hole in one happens. That's I, I got no statistical analysis behind it. If a hole in one happens, a hole in one happens. I'm, tr- I, I think this is a half super system play, just trying to steal a win right here. No hole in one the entire tourney. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that I mean, fun? Is that even fun to root for? Yeah, why are you? Yeah, it's like betting an under PJ. I mean, minus one fifty wasn't good enough. If it was plus, it was the other way around. I would have definitely. It was just what I got the plus odds for. Like, what? Why is that a fun? Why do you even want to root for that? Hey, if it makes, I mean, if it makes me hypothetical money, you can't find a, a plus one fifteen bet that's more fun than that. Nope, no hole in one. That's what I'm doing. All right, uh, I think Max is up. All it's right, two. I think you got your last, last two. two. Yeah, our last two. Oof. Okay, I am gonna go. Webb Simpson top twenty plus one ten. Max loves Webb Simpson. I do. I was surprised you didn't respond with what's not to love. <laughs> I don't think his swing is something to love. I'll say that, but the guy, the guy can play Lee Westwood. Thank God. Top 20 plus plus one fifty. It's not a bad pick. He's talk about another guy who would be quote unquote trending. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's obviously trending. Like we've talked about him and, um, he also has a strong history at um at Augusta, as does by the way, as does Webb Simpson, which is which is also why I I picked him. And I'm I'm just pulling up their Masters records, um, to sort of help back that up. Um, if you guys want to go, I'll, I'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, my last play is also not a person. Um, this was an interesting play. I saw this and I was like, I think this is cool. All right. So the 54 hole leader, this includes if there's ties, right? So if there's ties, like there's four people tied at the end, this also includes them. We'll go on to win the tourney. So whoever's leading after three rounds will go win the tourney at minus 130. Hmm. Okay. So PJ, it's interesting that you're going to take these kind of like, um, for lack of a better word, like prop. I would say props because you just leave golfers on the board for Max and I. Like, have you ever considered that the negative to those? 
listen, it's my own little super system. There's some highs, there's some lows. Listen, we'll see I'm how not, it goes. I I had to read a whole soliloquy of why I suck. But you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm I'm just saying here, I'm all I'm doing is pointing out some things that you might want to consider. So real quick. Okay, here we go. A little Lee Westwood update. Yeah, Lee Westwood update. So, you know, in 2020 T38, uh, well, put it this way. Uh, since 1997, his first Masters, um, he has never missed a cut. And I'll just give you some sort of like recent. So 2020 T38, 2017 T18, 2016 tied for second. 2014 7th, 2013 T8th, 2012 T3rd, 2011 T11, you know, 2010 second. He's had, he's played really well at Augusta over the years. And I, I, I would venture to say right now might be the best he's playing in, in the last, certainly the last couple of years. So um, I think, you know, I, I would never in a million years have picked him, but he's just playing so well that uh, that top 20 is jumping out at me. And then, um, Webb Simpson finished T10 last year, T5 in 2019, and T20 in, in 2018. So he also has, has done pretty well. Um, and, and going back to the firm and fast greens, and he just has a tremendous short game. Um, I think if, if it gets tough out there and it turns into a bit of like a short game battle, I, I kind of like him. Um, if, if, if we're, if we end up in, in that sort of situation. So there you go. There's my, there's my web rationale and my, my Westwood. All right. I like it. Let me finish out the, uh, the three man scramble of masters edition. where we take five guys of the 18 past champions playing in this tournament. There's one guy that stands above all because his odds are absurd. So I'm going to take top past champion, Patrick Reed plus five fifty. Wow. Yeah. I mean, literally, Spieth was plus 250. Couldn't take him. No one took Dustin Johnson at all this week. It was very interesting. Another uh, another couple of names no one took. Adam Scott, Bubba Watson, Phil Mickelson, no one touched them. Bryson DeChambeau and John Rahm, nobody touched them at all. Um, it's just, it's tough when with the like, Masters. Well, if you're looking at DJ, I mean, it's literally only plus 200 for a top five, plus 100 for a top 10, like... I just feel like the value isn't there. Like, obviously, DJ's great, but like, right? No, there's no. Well, the, the, the there's no value. I mean, literally, the best value for him was top, you know, past champion at plus one fifty. But like, you know, right. do you think he's going to beat those eighteen guys? Like, so like, Freddie Couples. Like, listen, Freddie Couples. If you win a Masters, I'll cut my finger off. Like, yeah, it's just not it, happening. It's not happening. You know what I mean? But like, you know, there's. It, it's, there's no, there's no like denying that this is a, this is a great field. Like that, just be stupid for me hosting a golf course. But ooh, the Masters has a great field this year. Like obviously has a great field, but there's value in there's there's I think there's more value this year. It's it's it, I mean this one's tough because the odds are the odds are a lot of negative not like not a negative odds this year. I'm just looking at stuff and it's like a lot of negative stuff out here. If I can throw a name out there that I didn't get I didn't get to pick, but I like. A little bit is um matt wallace mm-hmm. who i actually i had circled was plus 138 for a top 30 so matt wallace last week at the valero um led the led the field in strokes gained approach said he's hitting the ball as good as he's ever hit it 
a um, couple of wins on the European tour. Um, you know, I think for the average player, not really on anyone for the average viewer, not really on anyone's radar. Um, but you know, right. Top 50 player in the world, not, not a total nobody. Um, I, I kind of like that number for okay. him. Um, and then I think another, another name, I had Morikawa for top 20. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a bit of a tough one because I, you know, he's just a prodigious iron player. Um, but I, his putting on these greens is it's a little bit scary. He can go sideways with the putter, but I mean, everything else is just so good that it, it might not matter. Um, but I think there's some nice value. If you could get him at positive odds for a top 20, I think that's decent. Yeah. Um, so, so let's um, a couple other names. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's everyone recap their picks real quick. You don't have to give the odds, give your names. If you know the odds, you can. Um, I'll go first. I have Cam Smith. He's going to be a top 20. Justin Thomas is a top 20. Will Zalatoris, I like it, top 30. Sanjay M, he's my top Asian player. And Patrick Reed is my top past champion this week. I Max. like the variety. Um, yep, so I got Jordan Spieth for a top five at 275. Sergio for a top 10 at plus 450. Casey for a top 20 at plus 100. Uh, Webb Simpson, top 20, plus 110. And Lee Westwood. Uh, for a top 20 plus 150 so less a little more boring than than you guys yeah and then obviously mine's a little different 54 hole winner including ties wins the tourney minus 130 no fun me no hole in one entire tourney plus 115 Corey connor's top canadian minus 167 uh matthew fitzpatrick uh top 30 minus 112 and then roy McRoy to miss the cut i just got one stat that i forgot to mention of why i like this Okay. Um, we actually retweeted this on the Water Hazard uh, Twitter. Sure. Follow it if you don't. Um, a trend of Roy McIlroy. Since 2015, he is a combined plus 28 on the opening round of majors. And yes, he's a mm-hmm. minus 64 for the rest of it. But I'm just saying, you get behind once again, you can't come back every single time. That doesn't mean he's going to go behind again. You know what? You could say it both ways. But, I mean, I like that on the opening round. Plus 28 is a lot. So if he starts off slow again, it's going to be can't come back every single time. That's why I like the odds of plus 450. Well, all right. If I may interject there, um, going back to my early point, I actually think him coming in under super under the radar might help his opening day chances. You know, he doesn't have the pressure, he doesn't have the usual sort of stuff going on where he's a favorite. He's coming in kind of off form. Maybe he goes out there and just, you know, t- isn't isn't nervous or, or doesn't put too much pressure on himself in the first round, and and you know you could see him shooting like a one or two under, and 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 maybe that helps him for the rest of the week. I don't know. Well, he better figure it out because we had a whole segment about it last week saying, "Hey, Roy needs to figure this nonsense out." Anyway, let's quickly go around the around the table and say who we're going to win. Max, who do you think is going to win this week? Jordan Spieth. Okay. Come on, you know who I'm going to I mean, you that. can take him, PJ. This isn't yeah, for you're allowed to, yeah, yeah. Jordan Speed's gonna win. He's gonna win. Okay. Yeah, I actually I'm I'm gonna go ahead and call it. I think my boy Justin Thomas wins. I think he's just trending in the right direction here. Yeah, I think this course lines up for him well, and I think Speeth I think Speeth blew his load last week. But anyway, 
Everybody enjoy the tradition unlike any other. The Masters, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Tune into the Water Hazard um, Twitter this weekend. We'll have updates. Max and I will be together at some point this weekend, so maybe we'll have a little bit of fun around that. But yeah. for Max and PJ, I am Gary. Everyone, please enjoy the greatest golf tournament of the year, the Masters Tournament. Thank you for listening to the Water Hazard.